0: You are Locked On Padres, your daily San Diego Padres podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Padres podcast, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day for Monday, November 23rd. As always, my name is Javier Reyes, your host of this here Locked on Padres podcast. Check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno, which is spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And feel free to hit me up on there with any questions, comments, and concerns you might have, and I'll do my best to answer them and maybe even answer them here on the show. Whenever I call for them, let me tell you guys, mailback episodes are super fun. Very, very fun, especially over these upcoming months. I'm definitely uh, super down to get your guys' thoughts on any questions you might have. Today's episode, guys, as promised, is part two of my fantasy baseball talk with Scott Cullen. And this episode, unlike the last one, we're talking very much about the Padres this year, about how we felt about the Padres' players in terms of fantasy and in terms of what they, what we can expect from them next year maybe, whether the projections currently where they're ranked on like ESPN, whether they're fair or not. So it's a really fun thing for fantasy baseball fans and just baseball fans in general. It's a really geeky type of a discussion, but it's a lot of fun. So hopefully you guys enjoy it. Without further ado, let's go uh let's move on to kind of the second core thing of the podcast i wanted to talk to you about which sure. is the padres right so the padres just in terms of being a, a good team they were absolutely that this year and i imagine that translates to fantastic success i for one had trick grisha will myers and tatis and a couple of my t- i had two different teams this year yeah. um tatis was in my categories one which was great because he had steals and stuff but what do you think because i'm actually looking looking at like some projections for next year. And I see that Tatis for ESPN is their third overall player that's being picked. What are like, let's start with this first. What were your expectations for Padres players and like, how did they exceed them or, you know, not exceed them?
1: Okay. Well, I'll
0: start with the, the guys who I expected the most out of
1: Mm -hmm. uh, were their two best players, Tatis Mm -hmm. and Machado. Both came into the season with high expectations. Now Tatis, you know, missed some time. Uh, in his rookie season, but I think you know the the amount of production he had in that in that time, you know, you knew there was a really high ceiling there, and so you know expectations for him were really high, and he lived up to them. I, I think you know the fact that you talk about you know ESPN has him going third overall in in drafts for next season, I can see that, and you know that, that's that's heady company to be in. Uh, you know that that's where Christian Yelich was a year ago, <laughs> but. <laughs> But you know, they th- don't really jinx it, don't jinx it,
0: don't you dare. Yeah, don't jinx it and throw that name around for
1: him. Tatis Jr. because I mean he's a star, if not a superstar. And and so Machado, Machado's is a guy who's you know been a really good player for a really long time, and uh, you know you could you could count on him, and I I think the one risk you had was that maybe his batting average um sometimes isn't great, but he's always gonna de- deliver power numbers for you. Uh, And he did. And he also hit 304. And so suddenly, you know, those guys kind of lived up to uh, the high expectations. Now, I think where the real value came uh, for the Padres is you had a bunch of guys who you weren't sure about coming into the season that ended up being really good. And like you said, Trent Grisham. I mean, obviously, the Padres had high hopes for him. They were going to give him the job in center field. But you know, if you owe 10 home runs and 10 stolen bases in that shortened season, like anybody who gives you a 25 and 25 uh, in those categories in a regular baseball season is like a fantasy star. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so Trent Grisham doing that for you, you know, in his first full season, that really helps. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will Myers, who, you know, as you talked about before has had hot streaks throughout his career, but there wasn't really a, a sure thing on Will Myers going into last season. Like, in terms of playing time and and what his role was going to be like there was all kinds of uh talk leading up to the season and then and then it ended up being this super long lead up to the season so there was a lot of debate about what will myers role was going to be and then it just turned out that oh he's hitting so well you know they have no other choice but to play him mm-hmm. and and so a couple of the, like you get a couple of those guys performing at that level and and you know that's where the real value is like you would have had to draft Tatis junior and machado early but you could have got Grisham or Myers significantly later, and they were yeah, really valuable for them. there. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then, I mean, if if you're talking somebody like on daily fantasy, Jake Cronenworth was was yeah super valuable in <laughs> daily fantasy because a he came out of nowhere, so he didn't have this track record for them to price. And and so for a long time, when Jake Cronenworth was hitting in the 300s for a, a good portion of the season, you were getting him at, you know, $3,000 on DraftKings or something like that. Like, it was, he was an easy guy to fill into your, uh, to your lineup for for a lot of the season. And so, you know, I mean, it's no surprise, I guess, that the Padres had uh, a good season because they had a lot of guys who performed really well. I would say the one guy who, who I had high expectations for that didn't uh, meet them was Tommy Pham. Mm. Well, I mean, some of that's injury. Uh, related, of course, but I mean, even when he played, you know, he hit 211. He you know, only had three home runs in 31 games. It it, it wasn't, um, I guess, the, the best version of Tommy Pham. But I, I think you know, in the grand scheme of it, you would have to look at the uh, the Padres lineup and think that they uh, they exceeded uh, what expectations were going into the 2020 season.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting because I'm looking at some of the uh, rankings right now. and I was just looking up on ESPN, at least for now, uh, where they have Grisham and Will Myers, so they have Grisham at, at fifty eight, which is you know mm-hmm. maybe kind of like a fifth round pick, which makes sense. And some people who just follow regular baseball, they may be like, "What?" Well, that's because the guy almost finished like ten home runs, ten steals, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah. that's part of it, you know. And a big thing about baseball is those counting stats or fantasy baseball, I should say, yeah, baseball absolutely too, to an extent. But um, and then Will Myers is it looks like it's one o eight for him, which is I think. it might might even argue, hide because he's had streaks before. It just happened that he had a whole streak that finished a 60 game (laughs) season. But if you just, you know, that's what I find so interesting is what is it going to be like, kind of, you know, doing rankings? Because this is going to be so weird for baseball. Football will stay the same, basketball will stay the same. Uh, Basketball, I feel like, always is pretty, uh, you know, the easiest to kind of do projections for the most part. But then for baseball, it's like, well what am I supposed to do I mean am I buying or not how how much value do you put on 2020 I
1: have no idea how much
0: value can you put on it like (laughs) nobody knows it's going to be fascinating I actually think that we might be in for like a real like I'm more excited for playing fantasy baseball next season than I have been in a while just because it truly is just going to be the wild west someone's going to get Christian Yelich way too low you know all these (laughs) type of things like it's going to be absurd like all these guys that kind of you could even argue Jake Croderworth, who's like 168 for ESPN right now. What if it turns out he's legit and then he's like yeah. he plays the way he was playing for this season, which is like a top, you know, top eight kind of second baseman or whatever the heck, yeah, whatever yeah. position he ends up, positional eligibility he has. Um um, um mm, 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 mm. Oh. Whoa, 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 my bad, guys. I didn't see you there. I didn't see you there watching me. Oh, whoa, whoa, my bad. Sorry. I was busy eating on a built Bar. Oh, what? You haven't heard of them? Well, built Bars, guys, let me just tell you about them because they're fantastic. They are super soft and easy to chew. And, and on top of that, they're covered in 100% chocolate. Oh, my God, they're so good. And on top of that, here's the best part, man. This is my favorite is that they come in a variety of flavors, right? They've got 12 original flavors, coconut, almond, raspberry, German chocolate, peanut butter, banana bread, mint brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate, orange toffee almond, coconut, and peanut butter brownie. Just saying all those flavors must get you hungry, right? Well, they didn't. If they, if, if they didn't, then I don't know what's wrong with you. But there is even better news, guys. They have six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Oh, my gosh. The variety with these built Bars, guys, is fantastic. But even better, even better than all that, even better than the flavors, even better than the fact that soft things eat you. They are healthy for you. They're great for the keto Diet, thanks to high fiber, high protein, low sugar, and a low calorie count. So if all this sounds good, guys, I've got an offer for you that you just you're just not gonna want to miss. Let me tell you, guys. Let me tell you about the offer. You can go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on, and you'll get twenty percent off your next order. Remember, guys, that is promo code locked on for twenty percent off at builtbar.com. Um, what do you th- what are you looking forward to? I guess of the off season and kind of projecting for the Padres. Like, do you think that um these are the type of the guys that you're going to be looking for next season, or are you kind of the belief that kind of the similar to last year, the only ones that you really want are Tatis and Machado. And heck, if you think Tatis is going too high, go ahead. I'm all, I'm all for the, well, no, I'm, you see, (laughs) uh, I'm, I'm a big Tatis guy in terms Mm -hmm. of like,
1: I think he's, he's one of the, you know, the young superstars in the game. And, you know, we're we're not going to predict, predict him to be uh, going downhill at 22 and 23 and 24. Like, you know, those are those are prime years for him to to put up numbers and so mm-hmm. um and and I know he had you know he, he put up the the numbers that he did this year which is like 17 home runs and 11 steals <laughs> and uh when he scored 50 runs and, and drove in 45 like like he was filling your stat sheet and he still went through a bit of a slump right that mm-hmm. you know, I mean small but you know still en- enough that it it kind of took him off uh you know this astronomical perch that he was that he was on. And so like yeah, I, I look at Tatis is is when you know, I, I don't know whether I have him top three, but I'm not I wouldn't be surprised if that's where like I I I'm not as uh you know driven I guess to throw out early rankings as the as people at ESPN <laughs> and I think the Athletic also puts them out too. Um but you know when I do my rankings I'm I'm pretty sure Tatis is going to be a top five guy. I, mm-hmm. I would be shocked if he isn't. Uh but like I, I think you know, the value again comes from the others, uh, right? And whether that's Cronenworth or Grisham um, or, I mean, even even if it's Eric Hosmer, you know, the funny thing about... Oh, he,
0: we haven't even talked about Hosmer.
1: Yeah, the funny thing, I mean, he was really productive in, in the time that he played, right? He had like 36 RBIs in 38 games. Mm-hmm. Uh, but first base, you know, for years and years, first base used to, you know, be this place where you would always get a guy who, you know, 30 home runs and 100 RBIs and they would hit 300. And, and, and you could get a dozen guys who could do that. Well, first base isn't like that in fantasy right now. You know, there, there, mm. there are a few, you know, high end bats at the very top, but it, it thins out pretty quickly. And, and first base ends up being a position where, where teams are, you know, stashing guys almost, or, or it's a place where the utility guy plays for a couple of weeks. And then, and then they've got uh, a guy who plays some DH. Well, now he plays some first base too. And, mm-hmm. and, and so it, there just aren't, you know, as many super studs at first base. And suddenly that makes Eric cosmer. You know, valuable yeah. either as, as a low end first baseman or, or a corner infielder. I mean, especially, um, I mean, if he just duplicated what he did in uh, in 2020, um, I mean, I, I would say it's unreasonable to expect 36 RBIs in 38 games to keep that pace over a full season. But, mm-hmm. you know, he had he had an 851 OPS. Like if, if he if he performs like that over a full season, like that's definitely going to have value.
0: Yeah, if he could just be a guy that hits for a decent batting average and hit home runs, which is kind of a thing. I remember we did like when we were first like kind of warming up and getting into the season here at Lockdown, we did like a to promote your podcast, we did like our fantasy minute thing. And funny enough, I was. Wrong. I was I was very high on Chad Grisham. That's like I'll take that with me to the grave. I was going to say that, that's a good yeah, one was, to nail, man. Yeah, I was so high on Chad Grisham, um, and I was wrong at Eric Hosmer because I was like, "Look, this guy has played 160 games pretty consistently, but then he only gives you 20 home runs for it." Yep. Which I'm old enough to remember. Remember that like that little offensive kind of whatever the opposite of boom is. Uh, <laughs> like it, it was it was really bad to the point where guys like Hosmer. And guys who could just give you power were so sought after that if you just hit like 25 home runs, who cares about anything else as long as you were that? You're like a top 60 player. That's not the case anymore. And I think another thing I'm old enough to remember is I remember when shortstop was the position that it was like Troy Tulewitzki and then Hadley Ramirez if he stays healthy, and that Mm -hmm. was it. Like, there was nothing. And now all of a sudden it's like Trevor Story, Corey Seager, Tatis Jr., Francisco Lindor, who didn't Mm -hmm. have as good of a season. He's going to be one of the more. Uh, interesting yeah. names it's off season for sure like it's amazing how quickly things change uh, and that's what I think just to put it generally is I love how fancy baseball sometimes can be I feel like it's one that requires both skill and luck football I'm more convinced that ever that football is just a crapshoot like complete yeah. complete all right yeah don't trade Devontae Adams for like yeah. you know some but, random running back don't do that but otherwise like just just You'd, but If matters, you have a healthy so running back, you're fine. Like that's like really right. good right now. If you have a healthy starting running back, yeah. Hel- baseball, I feel so like much in
1: in, in mm-hmm. football that it, it that's. I mean, that's probably what um, draws me to fantasy baseball. As if if you're the going over a six month yeah. season and you lose somebody to injury, well, there's time, right? You can. Yeah, there really is. Okay, I can I can find some way to fill that hole, and whether it's oh I, I get somebody off the waiver wire, or I make a trade, or. um or, you know, a, a pitcher is, has moved into the rotation and I can use that guy. Like there there are ways around, um, you know, the, the hurdles that you come across in fantasy baseball that aren't necessarily there in fantasy football. Like it, if you lose uh, a running back to injury and you can't get the backup, well, you know, th- then you're then you're scrambling.
0: And, yeah, you're really scrambling. It gets,
1: it gets really tough.
0: It gets really tough. And it's just like. Yeah, I kind of like that. Yeah, even if you first round pick at baseball, it's it's not over. It stinks, obviously. Yeah. But there's, I like that there's a little bit more skill and a little bit more for people who are paying a little bit of attention to be like, well, if I get this guy and this guy, it's obviously there's going to be random players like a Christian Yelich that completely implode and whatnot. But it's just yeah. not as much of end of the world. And in football, it's like my annoying friend who doesn't know how to trade for his life. He just lucks into picking up James Robinson before the week starts <laughs> yeah. of the season, and now he's fine. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. In baseball, you can find guys that give you value, but in football, this random that nobody talks about is the best player in the game. It it could be awesome if you're the person who gets that player, or awful if you're the person who you know thinks they drafted well, but everybody just on their team died. So, uh, but yeah, that's just that's 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 what it is, man. (laughs) That's that's the way of the law. That's the way of the jungle. Well,
1: but but I mean, look at it. Say from the pitching perspective. Oh, yeah. Right? and and, and we for the talk Padres, about pitching, yeah. Right? We I know we haven't talked about them, but, like, they're going to lose Clevenger, right? He's going to yeah. have Tommy John surgery. But, you know, it's not it's not the end of the world for the Padres. I mean, yes, they'd be better with him, but they've got some options there, right? Like, between mm-hmm. Lamette and, and Davies and Paddock, they've got a, a core to build around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, we'll see what, what other uh, young arms make it into that rotation. But, you know basically you know if you look at the way the padres are going to have to deal with that in real baseball you know in fantasy baseball you can deal with it in the same way that if you're in a dynasty league and you have mike clevenger well okay it stinks that he's you know not going to be able to pitch for you next year uh but you have time and and the ability uh to fill that hole with with you know other options
0: yeah for sure man yeah there's so many other questions that are going to happen this offseason i mean trevor bauer for one is probably the the most important next to Springer, probably the two most important free agents for fantasy purposes and for real life purposes, honestly, too. Um, do, this lastly, do you have a prediction on Trevor Bauer? I feel like he's gonna be. I see on ESPN, he's around like 17, uh, it looks like for total players. Yeah. Like, so, and I think the thing with Trevor Bauer is he's gonna be this like make it or break it guy based on where he's going. And if you look at some of his numbers, some people might say he played over his head, but. You know, I think it's going to be fascinating to see. Like, he's going to be the guy in the draft rooms that everyone's like, "Oh, who's going to do it? Who's going to take Trevor Mm -hmm. Bauer? Who's going to do it? Like, who's going to be the one to think that it's all legit?" Do you have any like kind of little prediction on where he ends up landing? Uh,
1: I I don't really have a a thought on where
0: he ends up landing,
1: other Mm -hmm. than like I'm in Toronto, and and I know that you know the people of Toronto, uh, they want to improve their rotation, and, Mm -hmm. and Trevor Bauer sort of floated. Uh, something out on on either Twitter or Instagram about oh you uh, might you might be interested in in Toronto I mean we we have you know a Cleveland front office here uh, with the Blue Jays and so uh, I, I he he would fit here like in terms of what they need and uh, and that would probably make the Blue Jays contenders um, if they got him but I, I also know that you know. given you know trevor bowers i guess outspoken nature yeah uh, he probably wouldn't be a great fit in toronto (laughs) so (laughs) it it would be a matter of of you know whether they could just kind of go trot him out there and let him pitch and then kind of keep him hidden the rest of the time
0: (laughs) yeah that's like one of the great subpots of baseball is like there are certain teams that'd be fascinating if he's in that in that media economy, if he's in that clubhouse, like the White Sox, who already are already having a lot of controversy, uh-huh, uh-huh. is my number one. Like, that's going to be like Oakland Raiders when Antonio Brown joined. Not that Trevor Bauer, I'm not comparing their personal lives to Antonio Brad. Antonio Brown yeah, is yeah. a lot worse, but just in terms of that like wild card drama diva thing, right? And I would love to see that. Yankees with the New York media, I also think would be super fascinating. Same thing with the Mets. Uh, but yeah, Scott, um, it's been super fun chatting about fantasy baseball. I'm looking forward to hearing uh, other episodes that you do for your podcast and looking forward to doing fantasy baseball next year and maybe getting a league together for the lockdown homies who does sounds good thanks for having me uh, heavy all right for sure take care man and zip zappity doo da everybody. Blammo! That is it for my discussion with Scott Cullen of Locked on Fantasy Baseball. Be sure to follow him and his podcast for all your fantasy kind of news, for sure. Fun little talk. Felt like it was a... Felt like we were due. I really was a little upset that I hadn't talked to Scott or hadn't, hadn't talked enough about fantasy baseball basically all season. Uh, for good reason. There was a lot of actual, like, real-life baseball reasons to be excited about the podcast. But still, I thought it was really uh, really due, I guess, to talk about fantasy baseball. One of my favorite things even in the world, even if it drives you absolutely insane sometimes. In terms of what you guys can look forward to for the next podcast, though, this week, I did this goofy kind of—it's actually already on the Lockdown Royals feed, but I did this goofy kind of draft assembling of the best Thanksgiving possible with Ryland Styles of Lockdown Royals. He invited me on, he had this idea, and he sent it over to my way because, you know, why not? Got to get that content out, I guess you could say. But it's a really fun listen, and I make some comparisons to certain Padres players that we talk about all that stuff and just uh, where the holiday is and that. It's just a fun thing for this Thanksgiving week week, and then in the future, I have a free agency kind of a primer, almost, not, maybe not a primer, but a free agency discussion with a lot of takes and opinions, coming up with a special guest that I'll tell you guys a little bit later, maybe Friday, I'll, I'll tell you about, uh, guys what you can expect, uh, but yeah, with that all being said, guys, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves, remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. from, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Himalaya, wherever, ever wherever just search it up all in the old search bar and i guarantee you that you will find it give me some five-star reviews on the apple Podcasts app while you're at it and also feel free to follow my show uh page on twitter at lo underscore parties or my personal account page which is at javapeno. that's spelled j-a-v-i-i-p-e-n-o and until next time stay safe and of course stay faithful my fire faithful homies take care